everyone, it's Chris here, Big Red, welcoming you to another edition of the Personal Growth Podcast. Today we have Jason Eric Ross on the line. He's a licensed psychotherapist, a wellness coach, personal trainer, actor, and writer. So when I said in many titles, I meant it. Anyway, without any further hesitation, let's dive in. Welcome to the show, Jason. It's a pleasure to have you on. For those who don't know who you are, where you're from, what you do, if you could just kind of dive into that a little bit, it would be super helpful. Sure. Thanks for having me on. Uh, my name is Jason Eric Ross. I'm a licensed psychotherapist, an actor, and a writer. I'm originally from the Bronx in New York, and I split my time now between Miami Beach and New York City. And I'm the co-author of a parenting book entitled You Can Say No and Your Child Will Still Love You. And uh, I've been on six Discovery ID crime reenactment shows, and I've been the script consultant on a seventh. That's the short version. So you're, you're a busy guy. So that's a lot of, you know, kind of titles for one person. So what's the what does it what does a life look like to get that many titles? <laughs> a lot of failure first. Uh, I think it, it takes a. Basically, I, there were some things I wanted to do, and I, I wasn't going to live with myself comfortably uh, and with regret unless I went out and went after what I wanted to do. So it's sort of basically an idea that I can do what I want at this point in my life. I kind of earned the ability to do it. Um, I have to work very hard at it, but if I'm doing what I want to do and what I love and I'm passionate about it, uh, it's the best energy I can have. And for my, my, you know, my main job, which is my counseling and coaching, uh, I think it's imperative that I practice what I preach. So the, the coach, and that's where you're putting a lot of your focus on. Is that what you're doing now? My counseling practice, I've been, uh, in my adult life, I've been either a personal trainer and or a licensed psychotherapist. So for the last 14 years, roughly, I've been a therapist. That's my main focus. Uh, my acting may catch up one day. Um, maybe it'll balance out. Maybe one will uh, eclipse the other a little bit, but I'll always do both. Right. But that's definitely no, that's definitely number one. So obviously you have a ton of experience. You're obviously maybe without even knowing it, but like someone with those experiences would have a lot of insight as to human behavior and patterns. And what's something that you've noticed comes up again and again when people are trying to break through? I think people have to. This is like one of the big questions, right? I think people have to decide what's holding them back. What do they want to do? What are they passionate about? And at the same time, they've got to ask, what are they afraid of? Because fear can be one of the greatest motivators, but it could also be one of the biggest limiting factors. And most people live out of fear and uh, the thought that someone won't approve. They're looking for someone else's approval. So when someone's having an internal struggle, is this typically the kind of person you find? Like, like where do your clients come from? Sure. That's, uh, they come from a couple of places. Uh, families come to me, one, if they're struggling with a loved one with addiction, substance abuse, or chronic mental health issues. I'm definitely a specialist in that area. Uh, I do interventions of a sort. I don't do what you see on TV, but I really teach a family system how to work better and how they can deal with the, uh, the let's say, the addicted family member. Some people, because they've seen my uh, file and they know that I've done you know comedy music and acting they think I might be creative so I might have a different approach I definitely take a wellness approach into my counseling so it's people who are looking for that looking for something a little different maybe they've had some therapy maybe it didn't work out well for them 
uh, I definitely take a very straightforward, um, sometimes brutally honest approach, albeit I try to be uh, funny and humorous when I can. Uh, and people who've had some real, real awful trauma in their lives. In there, I heard you mention like wellness. So, is this something that that you're into? Should people be looking at wellness? Like, what's your thoughts on like the health and wellness? Absolutely. You know, if people want to accomplish any of their goals, lead a healthy lifestyle, there's definitely a bunch of factors that they really ought to consider. You know, despite all the technological advances that we have, we have higher rates of suicide, drug abuse, addiction, obesity, depression, anxiety. You know, arguably we should have less, but I think we've gotten lost over the last 20 plus years, definitely since I went into grad school when I was in my early 20s, a lot has changed. But even then, I thought that people were having trouble with uh, with parenting, and it's gotten only worse. What can we do about that? Like, what, what actions do we take to start making the change? I think people need to take a step back. You know, we talk about mindfulness, right, a lot, right? You know, we hear that word used often. People have to be willing to really audit themselves. And if you do that, you'll probably take a look at the following five areas of your life. Social, intellectual, physical, spiritual, and emotional functioning. When people really look at those spheres, really can address their life and see, how well do I function in each of these spheres? Most people, when I ask them, their, their, their self-report's pretty poor. And then you have to say to yourself, well, do you think maybe that has something to do with the fact that you're not happy? And usually they say, yeah, I think you're right. And then they have to really audit themselves and look deep to say, you know, what the hell am I doing with my life? You know, you got to appreciate that you have a life and what are you going to do with it? You know, on the other hand, while you've got it. Anyway, and what you're talking about now, you're preaching. I totally agree with you. Um, something that I talk about in other episodes of the podcast is like, yes. how can you be happy if you don't know what makes you happy? And if you don't know what's making ha- what makes you happy, you can't schedule time for that. So you're literally just like reacting constantly. And that's not a real way to live like a fulfilling life. But you sound like you're very passionate about this. You're very educated on it. Were you always this way? Like what brought you down this path where like coaching was something you wanted to do? Partly. <laughs> I grew up, uh, by the time I was four, my dad got his uh, PhD in psychoanalysis. And I think by the time I was eight, my mother had hers. So I grew up in a family of the shrinks. I, I, I kind of use the moniker junior shrink because I'm the junior shrink in my family. Um, I'm third. Uh, my parents, you know, did then me. I grew up doing martial arts. I definitely watched my parents help a lot of people, whether it was in the office or out. I definitely learned a lot about empathy and compassion for others. So I, I knew I would be in a helping field, whether I was going to be a therapist or a doctor, which I thought I might do. Um, and I just kind of came out of my shell in my very late teens, early 20s, where I started performing. But I knew I'd be doing something like this. Doing exactly what I do, I did not expect. That was an accident. Right. And I heard you say a word that, I, that really resonated with me is empathy. How important is empathy and how important is that we employ that? Well, it's important if you believe that it's kind of the basis for everything in life, which okay. <laughs> I, you know, so it's mine, I mean, other than saying. that, yeah, other than that, it's fine. Uh, it, it's huge. Yeah. I mean, we, we hear the word thrown around a lot, but empathy and compassion, like you're on the planet. If you, if you don't believe you're on the planet to be and connect to others, then you're missing the boat. Like, what are you here for? You know, to, to drive a Ferrari? Is that like the end all, you know, there's lots of rich people who are miserable. You know, we had two major suicides last month, yeah. Anthony Bourdain. Uh, and Kate Spade. So obviously money doesn't necessarily buy you happiness. I mean, it makes misery more enjoyable. I'll, I'll give that. But empathy is 
the way we treat each other. So what I think we, we've lost in the last 20-something years is empathy because with that we're disconnected. It's hard to it's hard to be content with yourself when you have no thought about anybody but yourself. There's no gratitude in that. It's a huge loss. Um, I just witnessed some of the worst of it this weekend. I watched some of the biggest parenting mistakes I've ever seen, and I thought, yeah, this makes sense because this is what's going on in our world. Going off that a little bit, I'm interested to hear your take on on social media. This is always there's always kind of two different roads to go down when you talk about social media and the impact it has. And and what's your take? It's like the Force in Star Wars. It can be used for good or be can be used for evil. Well, That's yeah. really how. You know, it. Uh, if I could do my Yoda voice, I would do it. I would do that. That's not one of my better ones. Um, I think that you can use social media as a tool to connect and grow, but people use it for isolating, bullying, and we've had you know a major rise in that, and you know the subsequent suicides from bullying and cyberbullying. So it's a tool. It's like anything else. It's a tool. It's how you use it, and that's where we're getting lost. If you hear Gary Vaynerchuk talk about it, he said, you know, social media is not what's ruining us. Technically, he's right. You know, while I, while I, I think it can be used poorly and I, and I know what happens, if you use it effectively um, where it doesn't take up your entire life, you know, and everything you do, it's no worse than anything else. Um, and it can connect people. Yeah, so it's kind of like it's, it, you know, if you give someone a gun, that whole thing, it's like it's not the gun killing that person, it's the person behind the gun. So it's a similar kind of thing. It's 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 in your control. It's up to you. I, I kind of feel the exact same way on it. Um, now kind mm-hmm. of leading in another direction yet again, that's what I tend to do. You mentioned Gary sure. Vaynerchuk. Are there two or three influencers that you actually follow or you think they're, they're spitting a good gospel? Well, I, I, I'd have to say Gary V would be at the top. Yeah. Um, I listened to, you know, yes, like, you know, what the influences before, too, in a, in a different way. Um, you know, I did listen to, in terms of changing my thinking on things, um, Tony Robbins. Uh, there's so many great motivators out there. Uh, a woman named Chalene Johnson who does infomercials with the Beachbody Fitness Company. There's so many good motivators who, you know, put out a lot of positive kind of material. I think anybody who is functioning on emotional intelligence, that's where it's at. Brene Brown, who's a social worker and one of the top authors um, in the country, in the world, actually, I'm sorry, um, when it comes to uh, vulnerability and trauma and shame, uh, she's another one. She's one of Oprah's big people. Uh, but Brene Brown, who has a book called Daring Greatly, which is a fantastic book. I basically have my clients read certain books. That's one of them. So you actually recommend or you actually tell them that they have to read this? Yeah, pretty much. I have that kind of kind of approach that like if you don't want to follow my directions you shouldn't be here and does that work does that you find there's a change i think so you know i, I generally when people come to me generally speaking i think they want some change they've right. kind of hit a bottom of sorts so you know i say to them look i do the work you got to do the work if i have to do the work you have to do it and that's sort of the approach i take and generally in that regard my my numbers are really good and I think that kind of makes sense. I know uh, something that Tony Robbins preaches, since you did mention him a little bit earlier, is that like great things happen from you know great pain or great pleasure. So when someone's coming to you, obviously they've experienced that that pain, and now they're looking to make a change, and that's kind of when you get to get to see them. Yes, the downside we've had with social media is how people disconnect. You know, people are on their phones, they're on their computers, they're on the internet, they're watching reality TV. We're a little too disconnected. 
But again, I don't blame the tool. I blame the people. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, so um, we have we have choices. You know. If you could give you know an eighteen year old starting out just out of school, what's like two pieces of advice that you would offer them if they're willing to listen, which normally they're not, but if they were, if they were, well, yeah, or sometimes they're not. I mean, a couple things. Finish school not because it's going to get you a job. Finish school because you need to learn to finish school and complete something that's difficult and follow through. I think go after your passions for sure. Stay off the drugs. That's big for a lot of reasons that don't meet the eye. Um, Connect with people. Get as much experience as you can. And uh, I was asked this before. Fall flat on your face. Find a way to fall flat on your face. Find a way to screw up as many ways as you can so you learn. I think that's really important. Yeah, I, I, I would highly agree with that. A lot of my audience, you know, they're, they're not 18. They're more in their, their 25 to the 35 range. So does that advice change when you're 25? Because I think at 25, it's a lot of thought you knew what you want to do, but you realize you didn't. So you're in this place where you just feel lost. So does that advice you just gave ring true or is there something else you would add to it? Like if a 25-year-old came to you saying, like, I don't know what to do. That's a great question. It rings true, maybe more so. You know, double down on it would kind of be my my take. You know, double down on the bet. You have to work even harder at it. And you also have to take into account, which you can do, you know, in your teens, is that you're not actually supposed to know everything. One of the things we do get from social media, which is a mistake, is that, you know, people lead these great lives and, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, you know, all fake. You know, it's like that bumper sticker we used to see on cars, like, you know, my son's an honor student at, you know, Central Middle middle School. Yeah. You, you know, you never see the one that says, my son acts out and he's a real pain in my ass. <laughs> you know, you never see that, you know. But I, I want to see the guy, you know, the couple, the parents who put that one on the back of the car. That's the people that impress me because I'm thinking their kid's going to succeed because yeah. they're going to hold them out. Um, I, I think the follow-through has to be big. But what I, you know, with that, you're not technically supposed to know. And what I did learn, which was one of the harder lessons, is some of the people I know that are absolutely the most successful, worldly speaking, screwed up a lot early and got it late. And I, I you know, I would lose sight of that at times because, you know, for the struggles that I went through, I found that to be very, very difficult to take in. Um, but I did. And, you know, the more I pushed myself to work at my thinking. And, and the other thing, you know, for your, whether it's teens or, you know, uh, your 20s, early 30s or whenever, it's like challenge yourself, learn, grow, talk to experts, yeah. go to therapy, you know, get coaching. Um, Just do whatever it takes. Do whatever it takes. Speaking of which, you said motivating. Um, David Goggins, G-O-G-G-I-N-S. He's, a, he's a, an unbelievably accomplished military man who has set some of the world's physical records push-ups, chin-ups. Uh, he's, he was in a book with a guy named Jesse Itzler uh, called uh, Living with an, I think it's like something like Living with a Navy Seal. And this guy moved in and kicked Jesse Itzler's ass and I think his wife for a month revamping their lives. And these were two super successful people anyway. He's very motivating. After you watch him, it's hard to feel bad about yourself. <laughs> so that's something we definitely want to check out. I might hit you yeah. up afterwards to get a link for that so that I can put that in the show notes. Um, sure. So something I'm wondering about you, like, do you have an online presence right now? Like, if, if someone's listening and they're saying, wow, this guy knows his shit, like, how do I how do I find him? Like, where would they go to search? It's really simple. Uh, you just have to type in my full name, Jason Eric Ross. So I'm on Instagram probably the most, Facebook, a little bit on Twitter. I've got a website, but Instagram is kind of where I, I, I dish out a lot of my stuff. So you're, you're living on Instagram right now? Really? 
Uh, if I if yeah, out of out of the out of the three, I'd say that's probably where I do the most. Yeah, seems to be the most popular right now. Everyone's. I can understand. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 you know it's odd being my age and doing it, but I I see the value in it, and I even in the last year or two, I've sort of understood that you know lots of people are growing their businesses that way. Lots of people who are you know not necessarily have the most credentials in the world build really strong businesses doing it. So there's something to it. So uh, if I'm smart. You know, I continue to work at it, and I don't think, well, I don't need that. You know, I don't have that kind of an ego, so I don't have to worry. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to challenge myself and say, yeah, I can do it better. Well, I tell you, I think that in this short time that we've spoken, there's been a lot of value, and I really appreciate that. Um, kind of getting to the tail end of this, I'm just wondering if you have two or three things that you would close out, like a, a conference with, like anything that you would like to close with, get off your chest, things that you just need to say. I think people have to remember why they're here. I think they have to remember to connect to others. One of the best ways to really be happy is connecting to others. And you do have to do for other people besides yourself. You have to value the people around you. And if you don't push yourself, you're going to feel like crap. Victim becomes a choice. Yeah. And that's what some people have to really take in. Victim becomes a choice. And no matter how much pain somebody's in, there's always a way to lessen the pain, and it's usually by talking and being around others. Um, and I learned that, you know, uh, through the last, particularly the last 14 years of the work I've done, where I've seen some of the things that, on one level, I wish I hadn't seen, but I'm glad that I did because it made me understand even more what goes on in the world and probably prepares me better to handle just about anything that life is going to throw at me. You've inspired me to ask you this question because it's something that I think a lot about, and it's that victim mentality. And if anyone's going to have a good answer to this, it's you. Do you think, or have you seen sometimes in people, they're, they decide to be the victim, and they just convince themselves that their life sucks, and then they get to a point where they believe it, and they can't get out of it? Sometimes they can't get out of it. I would agree with all that. It can go to the point that sometimes they, they can't get out of it. And I think, you know, with that overarching idea... It's like, what are we teaching kids? Right. And what we need to be teaching them is how to be resilient and how to cope and how to function no matter what life throws at them. You don't get an eighth place trophy. You know, you can't go work at Microsoft and throw a tantrum every day and think you're going to keep your job. Yeah. But we're not teaching children limits. So, yeah, the victim is a choice. And some people are going to stay in that victim mode until life gets painful enough that they're willing to change it. And some won't change it. And that's reality. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. But this, it's kind of a sad thing to think about, actually. Sure. Uh, yeah. A lot of, you know, what are the, what are, what are the, the greatest tragedies is like, you know, talent lost, yeah. you know, not realized. And uh, it happens more and more every day, unfortunately. So you got to focus on the positive. There's lots of bad crap in the world. There's plenty of good still. And, you know, we got to keep as focused as we can on that and be thankful that we still have it. I completely agree. So to kind of, you know, we, it's easy to get into the heavy topics and go on for hours, but I'm going to kind of get this on the lighter side before we, we end it. Sure. What is your favorite TV show, movie, or music? Like, what are you into right now in terms of media? Okay, so music. Well, I didn't mention it up front probably. I'm a Beatles fan, and uh, at 41, after multiple audition failures, I managed to get into a Beatles tribute band, and I portrayed George Harrison okay. for four-plus years. So it, thank you. Thank you. So it's Beatles 1 and anything from, you know, Motown, Bee Gees, Beach Boys, Jackson, Jackson 5, David Gray, Dawes. I listen to 70s music. I'm, I'm old school. Nowadays, I'd have to think of, you know, what I've got, like, on my, you know, my playlist, you know, between The Roots, uh, De La Soul, 
Marshall Crenshaw. There's just there's so many. Movie. Wow. Jacob's Ladder, Enter the Dragon, Animal House, off the top of my head. Okay. Those are all amazing. I'm a martial artist growing up, so that that's a big part of my growing up. And, you know, reading, that's, uh, I'm, right now I'm reading Crushing It by Gary Vee, Finding Ultra by Rich Roll, who's the ultra-endurance athlete, who's an, an amazing story to listen to, an amazing podcast. Um, so I try to just listen to as much positive stuff as I can. And how, how far are you into uh, Gary's book? Barely, I'm barely into it. Okay, yeah. Barely, just starting. I, I've spent way more time listening to him talk right. uh, and everything else, but I, I plan to uh, crush it in terms of finishing that book soon. Yeah, it's because I had already, I'd already set out to that. do it. There's uh, crushing it, and then they just he just released uh, crushed it, I believe, which is kind of people that read that book and then did the thing, and it's 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 amazing. I think you'll really enjoy that. So I'm pumped you're into that because it's it's yeah it's out of this world like it, it's so in this world that it's out of this world it is just so practical and tangible yeah so that's that's a good thing but anyway i really appreciate your time i'm so glad you brave yeah you reached out to me i really appreciate appreciate you getting back to me and coming on here today you're obviously incredibly you. knowledgeable and i really appreciate your time thank you so much for having me it's been a blast all right guys i really hope you enjoyed this episode eric is an incredibly intelligent guy uh, it's uh, an example of what happens when you just try things and you're open-minded and you employ empathy, you know, the sky's the limit. So I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you enjoy my content, please, I'm begging you. Well, I'm not begging you. I'm just strongly asking that you go and you leave a review on iTunes. It's super important. It means the world to me. If you enjoy my content, follow me on Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. You can email me, chris at com. I hope you guys have a good night. Mm-hmm.